Welcome to the Kansas City Business Cast. This is your host, Michael Reisinger. Hey guys, I really appreciate all the engagement on Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, and Apple. If you like what you've been hearing lately, would you kindly leave me a review or a rating on any of those platforms? I'd really appreciate it. Today, I have a very special guest on the show. His name is Vince Hayworth. He is the Director of Capital with America's Small Business Development Center, Kansas aka SBDC for a lot of folks. Uh, He is actually stationed out of the Johnson County Community College office, but oversees everything SBDC and capital for the state of Kansas. Vince, I am so glad to have you here today, man. It has been a pleasure getting to know you beforehand. Um, Welcome to KCBC, sir. Oh, thanks. I'm really excited to be here. The moment we talked, it sounded like a great opportunity. And, uh, you know, outside of uh, just the business part of it, we've had some laughs already. So it's been, uh, I'm just excited to be here, talk about uh, our organization and anything I can do to help our business uh, uh, out there in the state of Kansas and actually Missouri and all about because everything we're going to talk about today kind of resonates nationwide, really. So Absolutely. And uh, I think it is important too to set the stage because you and I talked about, you know, who's your audience with SBDC? And I think there's kind of like two components. It's like, number one, like anyone that's out there right now that has been dreaming, thinking about taking their talents to the marketplace and becoming their their own business owner with all the layoffs and all of the 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 shifts, the cataclysmic shifts that have happened in the job market and in the economy in the last three years. And then there's this other part where there's people who have started their own thing and they're a small business owner or a solopreneur and they've just been hitting brick walls. And the thing that I know, even about my own journey is I had an employee mindset, you know, all the way up until March of this year. And you and I have talked about that. I don't want to bore my listeners with that story again, no, you're good. but there are so many things that you don't learn in school or in college. Um, you know, parents raising us like there's there's a big opportunity to educate uh, and equip people out there to let them know what's possible. Um, as I've started, you know, interacting with more entrepreneurs, you know, business owners, I've noticed how helpful these folks are, mm-hmm. how resilient they are, how diverse the the uh, business owner. Uh, demographic is. And so when I found out about SBDC, I actually learned that there was uh, development centers, you know, throughout the country. And that's so we're, we're making mm-hmm. a designation here. You represent yeah. the state of Kansas. Right. And there's things that you guys are doing that no other SBDC is doing. Yes. So that's our audience today. That's who we're speaking to. And uh, if you don't fall into either of those two categories, listen anyway, because my man has some amazing knowledge he's going to give you today. Yeah, it's a, a great organization. Uh, I never really thought I was going to be working with them to begin with. Uh, so I, I kind of was thinking about how my journey got me to the SBDC um, a little bit. And uh, it just, uh, I thought about my banking career a little bit. I was asked to be a keynote speaker at a um, in Western Kansas for a, a organization there. And uh, the, I was kind of thinking about how life takes you into different directions and especially uh, business owners. You know, sometimes you have a dream of starting a business and what you thought it was going to be turns out to be nothing like what you thought it was going to be. And you have to pivot and move into different directions. And, you know, with COVID just a few years ago, uh, so many uh, people had to pivot and 
it's amazing how life just takes you in different directions. But yeah, the Small Business Center, it's a nationwide network. Uh, it's a terrific taxpayer paid uh, business resource center and advisors. And they, they're so talented. Um, I couldn't believe um, this resource was out there for clients. And I never would have known about them um, because they're nonprofit, so they don't advertise. So unfortunately, the only way people get to know them is through these kind of avenues, uh, referrals from uh, business owners and I'll, I'll never forget the only way I knew about them is I had these two ladies walk in and they wanted to open up a bookstore. And this was this is when you were with the bank and we'll get yeah, into your origin yeah, story. We'll with go there, the bank. two ladies come in, they want yeah. to open a bookstore. And I'm looking at them like, you're crazy. Like, <laughs> have you heard of Amazon? Uh, have you heard All of right. these? I'm like, you, you want to open up a bookstore and, I was just I mean I was like okay let's let's go through the drill here let's let's hear your story and uh, I go well you do realize Border just closed down two weeks ago and they're like yeah we bought all their fixtures I'm like pennies on the dollar I was like oh okay uh, well, we've got some smart ladies here and um, it started going through their business plan and it was phenomenal and. They had a niche that they were doing. They weren't doing just the typical borders where you come in and buy the book and, you know, you sit and have coffee. And uh, they were doing a mystery type bookstore. They they were doing books that you couldn't get online too. So they had a niche and got into it. And I was like, so I not that I don't think you can do this, but it looks like you've received some assistance here. And uh, yeah, we work with the Small Business Development Center and – they help get my business plan together and our projections. And like, I think I need to find out a little bit more about them. And so I actually took a class incognito um, just like to, under the radar. Was that yeah. with Johnson County? Yeah, Johnson County Community College. <laughs> and uh, it was a, um, they were teaching finance. And I sat in there, me and another banker, we had signed up. Just individually, and we're sitting in the class asking questions, and it was funny. The director, she was like, you guys seem like you know a little bit more than the typical. At your and level, I'm sure it's hard to hide, too. <laughs> I think the level of questioning we had, and yeah. so um, we got in there, and I was just so impressed at the resources they offer. Um and, uh, you know, our government doesn't always do a lot of things good, but I will say that, you know, they uh, provide this assistance for small business owners. And as a banker, I loved it. I mean, I was able to send my clients who need that extra help, need a little bit push, need directions, needed the information and demographics. And, you know, that's what they do is they help you through all that. And, you know, a lot of times businesses want to open and uh, they don't know if it's actually an attainable goal like you were saying is this right. really reality can can we do this and they help you kind of flush all that out and yeah nationwide network and um they're in all all states and i think they're puerto rico and guam and uh virgin islands and i wouldn't mind working at the virgin island one but <laughs> <laughs> they uh uh, but they're typically located in uh, higher education centers. So like here in Kansas, we have at KU, K-State, Johnson County Community College, Pitt State, Fort Hay State, Wichita State, Emporia. Mm -hmm. 
and um, they typically are a um, couple advisors. You know, here at Johnson County Community College, we have uh, three advisors. We have a regional director and a coordinator. That's Jessica, right? Yeah. Yeah, I met her first, right? I saw yes. her, her article, and I was like, I would love to have you guys. Yeah, she's fantastic. Um, and uh, so she kind of helped guides everything. And, you know, all these advisors are master level. Um, they They – have specialties and all these different things that yeah let's let's talk about that yeah. right because i want to talk about you know um and quick question for you do you have to be a student to interact with the sbdc absolutely not appreciate yeah. that yeah good so question. with the three advisors and then i know you you've got plenty of you know tools in your arsenal from your experience but yeah. uh what types of folks do you have on the team there Talk about that experience. You were okay. just starting to go there. Yeah, you know, it's a great question. So um, we have one advisor who's um, certified in importing and exporting. So if you're wow. business. If your business, you want to get into that part of, um, uh, we have somebody who's certified within that uh, division. They know how to get you ready, how to how to set that up, the context that you would need to do. Uh, we have a government division where if you want to get government contracts, uh, we have a person that sits right across from me that does that. Of course, I do capital. We'll talk a lot about that. Sure. Um, and then we have a lady who she's certified in exit planning. And a lot of people don't think about, you know, okay, so you take your business and you grow it and you grow it. And a lot of times they don't think about the exit part of it. and Selling it, yeah. basically, for people um, who aren't familiar with that. Yeah, yeah they, um, you know, the, there's a process to that. And a lot of people um, leave money on the table with that. That's a huge mistake. Um, all of a sudden they decide they want to sell one day when they should have really been preparing years out for it because they'll, they'll leave money on the table. And then we have marketing specialists. We have um, people that – uh, you name it, operational efficiencies, um, you name it, pretty much anything that the business would need. Um, we have somebody within our network that can help you with it. And um, again, you know, it's all taxpayer paid. It is state specific. So uh, if you're a Kansas business, you have to be with the Kansas SBDC. If you're a Missouri business, you have to be with Missouri, Iowa. Same thing going forward because how we're funded. Uh, we're funded by the the state that we're in. Got it. Uh, the SBA, um, which is the Federal Small Business Association. Yes, yes. Right? I'm sorry. It's sometimes no, that, lingo. That's okay. That's my. I've had to. I've learned that over time yes. with interviewing people. <laughs> um, they're one of our funding sources, and uh, then the like Department of Commerce for Kansas, and then the college system, and so they all kind of contribute to this pool for us to operate. And a lot of people are – they kind of wonder how can you be free? What what are they getting out of it? Like right. what's the – it doesn't make a lot of sense. What, how can you be free? And one, free doesn't always equal value. And um, so I think uh, they kind of look at it as if we're creating jobs, we're creating tax dollars, we're expanding the state. And um, they kind of look at that return on investment for that, and that's kind of how they justify us because they um, they they grade us on um, <clears throat> excuse me uh, n new business starts um, counseling hours um, and capital infusion. I think there's one other one, and I can't remember what it is today, but um, that's kind of how we get graded. So that we have to report that information back to our stakeholders, and uh, that's. 
how it works. And it's it's been around for 50 plus years. And so it's not something new. But unfortunately, you know, we don't get to advertise and, um, you know, our, our advisors and directors, they're so busy helping clients, they don't always get a chance to get out there and talk about it. And so right. – uh, my position, I'm I'm a little bit more freer, and I get to get out here and uh, kind of promote the the SBDC and Capital Center. I really appreciate that, and and just again, like this is why I feel like so honored to have you here in uh, this seat, um, because you are you were the first yes Capital Pro on yeah. this team. Can you kind of yeah. tell us about that and? why that's unique and why we hope it spreads <laughs> across the nation. <laughs> it was funny. Um, I was at a, a conference here about a month ago and uh, it's called Nagel and it's um, basically for banks who do SBA lending. Hmm. And um, we were the only SBDC in attendance there and they all kind of were and like – this is a national conference. This is a national yeah. conference of the biggest lenders. It's like down in Louisiana or something yes, like that? Yes, in okay. New Orleans. Can't, can't complain about that. Right. It was a lot of fun, but they were all puzzled as why we were there. What are you guys doing here? <laughs> um, and so I had to explain to them. And, of course, you know, one of our major things that we do is we work with banks. And so – there, there was um, one we wanted to keep up on um, uh, all the policy changes that SBA has done, and then mm. two to expand our resource network. And uh, it was funny because they were like, "Kansas, what are you? Wait, 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 what are you guys doing?" And uh, so we had to kind of go through the pitch a lot and kind of too, but. It was an interesting story how we kind of got started. Um, you know, the um, actually COVID really was the impetus for starting this uh, division. And quite honestly, if uh, COVID wouldn't happen, I don't know if I'd be here. What for what this? Happened? Yeah, yeah. Um, we <laughs> talked a little bit about this. That's uh, right. I worked for a bank and, uh, you know, a lot of people have images of working for a bank and, oh, it's all it's all glory and they get to do lunches and country clubs and golf. And and I thought that, too. Um, and there is some reality to it, but uh, it's also a very hard job. And I don't think a lot of people realize the stress that comes with it. But I had worked for a bank and we were doing really well. We were an SBA preferred lender uh, doing extremely well. And a bank bought us that didn't like what we do. And uh, it's very expensive to do SBA lending. And um, quite honestly, the bank I was working for at the time may have not been doing everything right. (laughs) And so the acquiring bank – and that was before I got there. Um, but some of the problems were starting to arise, and they didn't really care for that type of lending because they considered it a little bit risky. And so um, I kind of said, all right, well, I see the writing on the wall. Maybe I need to, to join another bank. And uh, one of my friends had already went to this particular bank. We won't name the bank. Sure, and, sure. Uh, but they're out on that Missouri side, so we'll say. <laughs> um, and maybe in St. Louis. But uh, there's a lot of St. Louis banks. But uh, That's right. uh, but uh, it was um, – we joined them. I had been with them for three weeks and uh, had taken a, a pre-scheduled vacation. And we were just uh, down in Turks and Caicos just, you know, enjoying everything. And we saw that news story about the cruise ship getting – 
detained. Right. I think a lot of people remember that story. Yeah, like yesterday. Yeah. Oh, gosh. And we were like, well, this doesn't sound good. Um, got back and I think it was, gosh, what was it? Four or five days later, they announced lockdown, I think. Yep. Um, Shelter in place. Yep. Yeah. And so um, I think two days later, I got a call from the bank and we're going to let you go. Mm. And I'm like, wait, what? You know, um, I just started three weeks ago. What is happening here and there? Well, we're cutting expenses. We don't see us lending uh, anymore for we think it's going to be long term and we have to let all our lenders go. And we're going to keep a few of them on to kind of manage the clients we have. But it was nice knowing you. Here's <laughs> here's a little bit of money. Not much, I will tell you, because I'd only been there for three weeks. Right. And uh um, so it was a, kind of a shock. It was kind of a punch to the stomach. I'd never really been in that position before. And um, it was uh, really tough. And then, um, of course, you know, the SBA and um, it came out with PPP and IDLE. And, That's right. Yeah. yeah. All of a sudden, I found myself doing some pro bono work uh, with the SBDC. I'd been a volunteer with them for like eight years as a subject matter expert. I didn't um, know that. Yeah. I awesome. volunteered one time. They do um, this one class called Business Basics in a Day, and they they have uh, it's like a business boot camp. It is fantastic. I love it. Um, they'll bring in subject matter experts from every walk of life. You got accountants, attorneys, bankers. And they they go through and it's like. Because everybody has these dreams of being their own business owner, but they don't realize everything that's really into it. Right. And so they'll go through this one-day class, and it's like, do you really want to be a business owner or not now? Right. And so it's kind of the way they kind of talk. But I used to teach the banking part of it. So um, I was pretty familiar with them, and quite honestly, they send me their good customers for loan opportunities. So they were a good place of business as well. And um, so they had received CARES Act money. And uh, they called me up and said, hey, you know, getting capital for clients um, is hard anyway. Our our advisors and directors, as great as they are, they're not bankers. Right. And um, we think during this period, it's going to be even more important to get money out to our clients. And we think having a banker work for us might be that avenue. And uh, so I was like, well, yeah, I could definitely see that. You know, I love the organization, but it's CARES Act. It only lasts for a year. Right. <laughs> and uh, and I go, well, um, do you have any blueprint for this? Sure. No. No. Do you got one now that you know about it <laughs> for five seconds? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, well, what do you think this looks like? Well, we don't really know. We just Absolutely. think having you on. Uh, so is anybody else doing this? No. Okay. Uh, you're really selling me here. <laughs> um, so no one nationwide has hired a banker specifically to just work on capital. Through your whole nope, fifty plus years, right? Fifty plus years. You're talking about yeah that it's existed, yeah, nationally. 
And part of it is because of the funding too. So, um, you know, this CARES Act basically gave them an opportunity to roll the dice. And um, I didn't have a job at the time, obviously. And then, you know, all the banks were on lockdown and um, they were trying to figure out PPP and IDLE and all the HR departments were non-existent at that time. Um, everybody was, you know, hold up. No one, no one knew what Zoom was at the time. Uh, you know, so that process was going really slow. Here I am, an SBA expert, and for PPP, um, you had to have an SBA portal to. And these banks didn't understand how to use it. They never had it. They never used it. They didn't even know what it was. And so here you have us somebody who really knows how to do it and I couldn't help anybody. So it was kind of weird timing. And then um, they gave me the opportunity and I said, you know, if we do something here and it works, this could be something special. And if it doesn't work, I've got a year, I'll just go back to being a banker, <laughs> you know? Okay. And um, so I took the offer, you know, and uh I, I kind of sat back and, you know, you've heard that we get graded on capital infusion. That's one of the things that they like to see. And I thought about, you know, all the things that frustrated me as a banker. Mm. Why, why didn't this deal get done? Why, what was, what was the cause of this? What, what frustrated me as a banker? What frustrates clients? What, if I'm going to get graded on capital, I need to make it as easy as possible for everybody involved. And right. how can we take away those roadblocks for people and do it? So I spent a good month or two kind of thinking about how it's going to look, processes, forms, procedures, flows. And we rolled it out, and I probably spent a good – two months just talking about it uh, out there in webinars and pitching it to people. And I think that the, the thing that people couldn't believe is we were doing it for free. You're talking when you say pitching to people, pitching to banks. Yeah, pitching to banks. Because they're going to be your, your sources or the gateway to get yeah. that green light for those folks to yeah. start their restaurant. Yeah, Get referral. their food truck going. Right? Yeah, economic development officers and, wow. you know, yep. loan programs that we would partner with, um, uh, just community leaders, chambers of commerce, uh, those kind of people that could refer people back to us. And it was funny because we spent all this time and um, they're like, so how does this work? You know, there was a lot of um, not – they didn't quite get it to begin with. And um, so we, we kind of went through, I don't know if this is a good time to talk about what we do. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, First, look, before you do that, I yeah. just want to say like, I'm so glad that your path led you to this role. Yeah. Just hearing about it. I'm, I just picture you as being a person who can advocate for people when they've, they're on their last leg yeah. That fact of the fact of the matter that you're preparing them, you begin with the end in mind. What's the result here? Yeah. We need to get you funded so that you can start, you can, you know, do this full time to start making money, doing what you love and all that stuff. And, and yeah. it's just, it's just amazing. Just the fact that too, that, you know, 
SBDC was like, hey, let's try something new. That's super cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> super it, cool. Yeah. The um, then state director and then the assistant state director, they had that idea. And um, yeah, if they wouldn't have had that. And it was just funny how everything kind of came together. And quite, right. quite frankly, if I would have had a job um, working at a bank at the time, I probably wouldn't have done it because there was no blueprint. We didn't know if it was actually going to work. And right. CARES Act was only a year long. And sure. so um, – and to be quite honest, I've taken a step back on pay, which is fine. I was right. kind of in that position where I, I was kind of looking to do something better. So – um, you know, it, it was just this combination of things. And, you know, I kind of often say COVID, although it, it was great for my professional career, I think everybody can say it was a disaster for everything else. Um, but it did lead me to the SBDC and to start this. But um, when I was thinking about this, it was just uh, as a lender, you know, you think about those things that uh, frustrate you as a lender and the client. And you're like, what can we do to make this easier? Right. And um, one of the very first things we did is um, I thought about, okay, so how often does somebody come in and we know it's an actual loan request? Like do, does this – in the, the business, we call it half and legs. Do, does this – can we walk with this deal? Mm. Uh, is it going to go anywhere? Does it the have – The business having legs, like will yeah. it – got it. Okay. Yeah. Is this even a legitimate loan request? So – the very first thing I said, you know, let's take that out of their hands, the banker's hands, and underwrite this client ourselves. And uh, I may have borrowed some underwriting tools, sure. <laughs> um, but we literally go through their loan requests to, to see what the strengths and weaknesses are of the business. And um, when we get a strength, we enhance it. Uh, when we see weaknesses, uh, we try to mitigate those. Um, and a lot of times it's simple things that, you know, they wouldn't think of. And why would they now if you haven't That's been a banker? Going back to the, the point, right? Yeah. That no, There's no blueprint for this. There really isn't. Um, if um, you've never been a banker, you know, how do you know about what they're looking for? And um, that that's that, that is one of the biggest things here is that – Nobody knows about banks, you know, what they do, you know, how their decision making is made. I mean, it's a big secret. And uh, we thought, okay, um, let's let's underwrite this client so we know if it's a legitimate deal or not. Sure. And um, like basically, would I fund this yeah. if I was the bank? Yeah. And we actually <laughs> asked that question, would I put my own money into this business? If I can answer that question with a yes, then I think we know we've got a deal here. And so, uh, one, is this a fundable request? If not, what do we need to do to get it there? And that's that's the big thing with bankers, unfortunately. They don't have time to do those kind of things. Um, they have a lot of sales pressure quotas. There's no way they can spend the time on that. And they would probably like to, but if they want to keep their job, they have to produce. And so they couldn't do those things. So um, they don't have time to go through and evaluate every client. And so that's what we're doing there. So we, we take them and um, we like to call it loan committee ready. As mm. when we get a client, um, the banker has a conversation with them. 
they put everything into underwriting scenario. Um, the uh, other thing we do a lot of times, business owners say we need money, but they don't know what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. All I know is I need to be able to pay the bills yeah. and it hurts right now. Right. Yeah. Is that, um, so that would be a loan structure. And so we work with them on what the best avenue is for them. So if you have a, we like to use like service business, especially that may be seasonal, like lawn care or something like that, where, you know, they're putting a lot of money out in the spring and summer to, for new equipment, for payroll, well, they don't really need as much money through the winter. So why would they have a term loan and they're paying interest on money that they don't need? That makes sense. So maybe like a line of credit's a better structure for them. Sure. Where they can borrow, pay it back, borrow, pay it back. So uh, we work with them on that part two is to figure out what the best loan solution would be for them. Um, the other part of that is um, as a banker, they would come in and – Uh, They wouldn't have all their financials um, ready to go. There's a laundry list of things that the banks want to see. And when a banker gets somebody and they have everything ready to go, guess what? They get put to the top of the list and they get more attention because they know they have an opportunity to get something into underwriting. So I would have clients all the time. They would, you know, give me a tax return. Then I was waiting on their personal financial statement. Then I was waiting on their business plan. And as a banker, that drove me up the wall. <laughs> so. Well, on the, on the you know, developing business owner end, too, they're probably working full time. They've yeah. got kids. And Absolutely. then this guy told them, go get your W-2s, your last two checks. And they're like going into their company portal and they don't they forget their ADP password. I, I, I'm talking as if I, I, I totally don't have experience with this kind of stuff. But it, that's how the yeah. can just gets kicked down the road, yeah. right? And yeah. life just kind of oh, yeah. hits people. So yeah. so, yeah, you were talking about the, the yeah. frustration, like yeah. when folks needed to get those things. and Yeah, when a banker has... 30 clients are talking to keeping track of every one of them to figure out where they are um, when they're uh, submitting financials, if they're ready to go is very difficult for them. So we, um, we make sure that um, before they talk to a bank that they have a full financial package ready to go. And uh, it's been purely vetted out as well. And I think that the bankers really appreciate this because when, <laughs> as you can imagine, right. um, and one of the, the nice things that we do is we, we have what we call pre-flight conversations with bankers. And um, a lot of times people don't realize this, but when you engage a banker and you submit an application, they have to go through with a loan request whether or not they like the deal or not. And so we'll have those conversations before we even introduce a a financing partner because there's a lot of things at play here where, um, you know, a bank, uh, let's just say it's a restaurant. uh, Yeah, let's use an example. We'll walk through that. Yeah. um, So you'll have a restaurant. Unfortunately, they have the highest failure rates. um, And it's not to say that you can't get a restaurant done, but it is definitely one of the harder loans to do. Um, and they come to you and they want a deal and, um, well, we're going to talk to X amount of banks and, um, the, we can have conversations with the bank and they'll say, well, we've had three 
restaurants go bad in the last couple of years. We're not doing restaurant loans. Um, they can be open and um, frank with us um, because we're not the ones submitting in the application. If the client does that, uh, they have to go through the underwriting process. Whether they know they're not going to be able to do this deal. So when we introduce finance partners, we already know that there's a mutual interest there. Um, right. They can say – you know what, we're going to pass on this one. You know, we've done too many restaurant deals. We have too many in our portfolio right now. Um, we're going to pass on this one. Okay, no problem. Let's let's move to a, a bank um, that uh, wants to do that. Right. Um, nobody gets it more than I do. <laughs> I, know, I know how those things go. And so um, when we introduce finance partners to our clients, um, there's a mutual interest already. We're dating now. Right. Uh, we like to call it matchmaking. Absolutely. <laughs> um, unlike a typical loan broker where they're just throwing out um, – everything against the wall to see what sticks, we're actually taking a targeted approach. So because we've underwritten the client, we know exactly what kind of loan structure there is uh, that they should be looking at. So we target the banks who understand and like what they're doing instead of just throwing it out there. And I think that's where we've really made a really big impact. And a lot of the capital, there is some SBDCs that do capital, but they're not doing it to our extent. And they're not doing strictly capital. We're, I don't do anything but capital. <laughs> and right. so that's all I care about is getting clients money um, that if it makes sense for them. And we, we make sure that it makes sense for them because we, we turn around, we turn away people too all the time. We want to do capital, but we, we have their best interest at heart. We don't have a loan production goal that we have to worry about. You know, we, we really, last thing we want to do is put someone in debt that it, it's just a bad idea for them. You know, right. um, maybe they're an existing business and they just need to work on operational efficiencies or they need to do something. They don't need to take more money out. They, they really need to work in their business on their business. And so we, we provide that as well. So, um, the uh, the banks, <laughs> when I will tell you, when we call a banker, they pick up because they know they're getting a vetted deal. Absolutely. Um, they 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 listen. Uh, we pitch them the deal, um, and then what we do is um, once we have at least three resources for our clients that have already been, um, we give them to our clients. Let them have those conversations with the banks. Three resources being three different banks. Yes, at least got it. Right. Sometimes we'll we'll have more than that. Um, we we might feel that we need to bring in more people uh, to a credit request just in case. Um, uh, and then at that point, we're <laughs> this is probably one of the things that we really do really really well. Um, first of all, our financial resources that we work with are. We have local bankers, we have regional bankers, and we have national bankers. Uh, we prefer to work with our local banks uh, first. Uh, I think right. if PPP and has taught us anything, um, unfortunately, the the businesses. What who, does PPP stand for? Oh, as well? it was that paycheck program that 
the government gave um, money for to, to keep businesses operating during COVID. So they could continue paying their employees. Yes, paycheck. During, yeah, I forgot right. what – you get so used to just saying PPP. <laughs> it's, it's all good. Wait, yeah, so just so people know because it's come up a few times. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so you lear- Something you learned was supporting the local banks yeah, through that. Yeah, and uh, right. a lot of times I, I kind of took a little flack for this because um, a lot of people were saying they weren't getting their PPP loans and um, the the banks first of all were getting paid to do this a lot of people don't know that so they got I did not know that yeah so they got a piece of the pie every time they did a PPP loan so they wanted to do them they were all hands on deck you had tellers doing uh, submitting you had back office staff everybody was doing it because they were getting paid and um so a lot of people were saying, well, I never got my PPP loan. Well, there's a couple of reasons why you didn't get it. One, you probably didn't have a good relationship with your bank or you weren't with the right bank. So if you're a small business and you have five employees and you're with a national bank and your revenues are $200,000, you probably weren't getting priority status at that national bank. Uh, and look, I'm nothing against the national banks at all. They have their wheelhouse. They have their due. Um, the other thing is a lot of them didn't have their financials prepared or ready to go. And, um, unfortunately at that time, uh, we all know that everybody got flooded at the same time. So drinking water from a fire hydrant. Yeah, it totally was. Especially people in the finance and working with those PPPs. Yeah. Yeah, Your accountants were working. I I will tell you those bankers worked their tails off during PPP. I mean, they were putting in 80 hours a week. Um, now was it perfect? The SBA, they, they got that money to out there now, but their main intent was to get money out there. And right. they, they did a pretty darn good job for not having a blueprint out there. And, um, but we, just to go back, we, we love working with our local lenders. Um, but there's just projects that they don't like. We had a, um, Play place that'll be opening up here in Olathe, Kansas, um, in uh, hopefully in March, and we pitched it to every local bank. You said we, play place. Yeah, it's one of those. Um, um, I, I think we have. Uh, yeah, uh, it'll be in Olathe. So think the McDonald's play place. Would, oh yeah, but yeah, like, like just on like steroids. With jungle gym and like wide open spaces. And, yeah. Um, yeah, turf. We knew nice. it was, yeah, we yeah. knew it was a bankable deal. Um, we knew it was. And, uh, but unfortunately, this industry had a horrible reputation around Kansas City. And every bank in town said no. And so we were like, okay, we got to take this nationally. Uh, within a week, we had four offers for them. Wow. So we knew it was a bankable deal. Um, we know what's bankable, what's not. And um, so that was the case where we, we brought in – and sometimes we'll bring in national lenders to create competition. Or if we feel like um, this is a national – I was just having a conversation yesterday. I go, this is a national deal. There's no, The local banks aren't going to touch this. Uh, we're, we're just going to take it national. We're not even going to waste our clients' time. With us, we're going to take it national. We know what they like, what they don't like. We're talking to them all the time. And um, so we we help them through that underwriting process too. Um, And that's where I think, uh, you know, you get someone who makes pizzas 
you know, really good at it, right? But talking income statements and balance sheets, probably not their strong point. I, I mean, yeah, check out. Just, yeah. <laughs> I, I like making pizza. That's why I do it. If I like talking about that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I might be doing something else. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you um, guys fill that gap, that yeah, knowledge gap. Yeah. yeah. So the bankers are coming back with those questions. You're like, I don't know what they're talking about. They're talking about debt service coverages and collateral coverages. And I don't know what this is. And we're help, you know, going through that form. And um, we do mock interviews before they even get to the banker. So that's a very clear delineation here. I think that just came up in our conversation. So yeah, you guys are on the front end working with local business owners and people who want to start their own thing. And you are preparing them again, because once you make the introduction, to the financial institutions, national, local, whomever, then they're taking the the knowledge that you've given them yeah. as tools, and then they're going to be in engaging. And then you're yeah. there for them, too, if they come back. So, yeah, it's an important yeah. di- distinction to yeah. make is that you're Good preparing point. these people to have these conversations. Yeah, You're Good not point. showing up to the meetings with them because no. God knows you guys don't have the bandwidth to do no. that. So no. it's – yeah, but it's just preparing people. Yeah. So there's still that element of like, hey, you know, this is – you put the armor on. You got to go out. You, this yeah. is part of building your dream. Yeah, it's intimidating We're too. Equip you guys, yeah, yeah. When I was a business owner, the um, you know, I was in the music business before I got into banking. Are and- you serious? <laughs> You didn't know that? I didn't know that. No, we're going to have to talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) For 13 years. Because I was a musician. Yeah. Yeah. um, I owned a booking agency um, back in the day. So I I didn't know anything about banking. And um, fortunately, I had a really um, great banker who I didn't know what a sole proprietorship or an LLC was. (laughs) S-Corp. Yeah. Yeah. uh, S-Corp, whatever. What? I am the business. Come on. Um, And uh, so, you know, I always think about that. I'm like, why would they know these things? And, um, you know, fortunately, I had a good banker and he he took so good a time with me. Um, I felt like I asked the dumbest questions ever. And um, but he was always so supportive. And so that's what we try to do. You know, um, our business, there's no way I could do what they do. Um, so bring in the experts to help you kind of get there. And, uh, you know, once we get um, uh, once we get them ready, they get their funding uh, is when they don't, we go back and retool um, if we miss something because they're, maybe it's, sometimes it's just timing. Right, uh, right now is an interesting time. Um, the, um, you know, one of the things that I had to teach when we first got there was um, a lot of times it's just finding the right bank and the right banker. Like – you know, if you're going down 135th Street, how many banks are there? You know, for those of you who may not know, that's Overland Park, Kansas on 135th Street. Right. They're um, on every corner. Yeah, every almost. corner. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> what's the difference between this bank? What, uh, you know? They don't advertise above the building like, we're, yeah. we're looking for, you know, yeah. restauranteurs yeah. or, you know, we do not do SBA loans. We don't do, you know. Um, and yeah. so for a consumer, that's really hard to know that. As a business owner, you're like a lot of times people bank with who their parents banked with, who's right next door, uh, so-and-so banked with them and they like them. And, you know, but it may not be the best fit for your business. And right. as a regular consumer, how are you going to know that? And so that that's another thing. And then on top of that, 
you may have the right bank, but you may not have the right lender wow. um, because they may be an SBA preferred lender. But the person you're talked to has never done an SBA loan before. But there's an SBA specialist. But guess what? They're on sales goals. They don't want to let you go because right. it's an opportunity for them to do a loan. And so even within the same bank, you could have the wrong lender. Right. Um, and um, so that's that's a little bit of a challenge. Um, and then um, – the the other great thing is you know the bankers love us. <laughs> we're the, they're like, I wish I was just saying this. I I wish I had a me, right? When I was a lender, because uh, why wouldn't I like this? So, you know, I'm getting so, an vetted client. And, that's and and that's a great point. So two things I want to make sure we discuss too. Um, you know, you talked about you've alluded to these times that we're in right now. Like it's a it's a mm-hmm. tough time. So I want to talk to that. And then I also feel like there's this other component here with your experience and what you do with the SBDC. This is where we we tell people, you know, listeners of KCBC, it's like, this is where we go into, this is not just a Kansas City thing. Mm-hmm. But if you're out there right now and you're thinking, my goodness, this is an opportunity. Maybe there's another SBA loaner, loaner on one of the coasts right now. They're listening to you. Somehow they found this podcast. But yeah. I feel like we got to talk to current times, you know, what you're seeing. And we can go on and, you know, you can have an opportunity to speak to, you know, maybe some of the banking folks or other SBDCs. Yeah. Um, what you think it's important. Yeah. yeah. It's really interesting right now because of the rate environment. Um, you know, everybody's been, you know, uh, yeah, even commercial loans a few years ago were 3 4%. Uh, it was a really good time uh, to borrow money. A typical SBA loan right now is going at 11 and a quarter. That's wow. That is a significant jump. That's percent. Yeah. 11 percent. percent yeah. That loan. That's yeah. what you owe back. That's the interest, basically. Yeah. And if you had a variable loan, guess what? You are at that category and you may not be cash flowing now. You are cash flowing at 5%, but you're not cash flowing at 11 and a quarter percent. Um, and so this is really difficult times. Uh, you know, the uh, Fed, I know why they're raising and uh, I get it, curbing inflation. But Federal Reserve Bank, right? They yes. set the interest rates. Yes. And because um, they're trying to, to reduce borrowing and everything. But what they're not considering is the small business owner that um, needs to access capital cheaply. And, um, you know, one of the main avenues is SBA lending. Uh, and um, it it's really hard on small businesses right now. Uh, you know, when you're doing 11 and a quarter, I mean, that's, that's pretty high, right? That's Absolutely. the highest I've ever seen it. Right. And um, so it's really difficult for businesses right now to cash flow. We've had so many deals go to the wayside because they just can't afford those loan payments anymore. Um, and so that that's a challenge. And then the banks are seeing clients who are struggling right now because of that rate environment. And so they're cutting back on their um, credit. 
um, appetite. And so that's that's making, you know, we have to be a little bit more creative and maybe structure and maybe reducing project costs for clients. And, right. you know, do you really need this? You know, can we do without that? Can we get a used piece of equipment instead of a brand well, new? Right. When you're talking about that, you're talking with the business owner and you're saying you might not need 3,000 square feet of storefront exactly. on 135th, which is right. an expensive place expensive. to rent. Yeah. Could you, you know, do some of it in, you know, inventory some in your garage? I mean, how often yeah. are you having those those conversations? All so you're the telling time. somebody like, did you know you could probably do this virtually? And, All the time. You know, maybe there's a drop ship component. I mean, that's the other thing that I I I heard somebody say in my referral group the other day, like, this is one of the greatest times to start something new because, you know, we're in a time of contraction. And that's when a lot of people are afraid. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I actually, well, I talked to uh, one of my previous guests. They expanded during COVID because uh-huh. there was a, a, a shop next to theirs. They were able, whoa, we can we can get into this. But, yeah. like, you know, you're, you're talking people, and this is a time of being a lot more creative with how yeah. you start your business because of these rates. So yeah, what, I, yeah. What are some of the things yeah, that people are doing? And yeah, we're definitely seeing, seeing that. Um, there, um, that's what we're, I just had a conversation with a client. They came in with a four four point two million dollar request. They want to buy the building. They're okay, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, there's no bank that's going to touch this at this project cost. You're a sure. startup. There's no historicals. You have good industry. You have good equity injection, um, but not at this. And so we we worked with this client. Uh, all of a sudden, we get the project cost down to a million. She's got wow. money to put into the deal, a really strong equity requirement. She's got money left over. She's leasing now, not trying to buy a building. Right. Um and uh, we're able to lease equipment as opposed to buying the equipment. So all of a sudden, now uh, the whole thing looks a lot different, yeah. um, even at the rates that we're looking at. And that was some of the things that we're looking at. We've seen a lot of owner finance uh, deals, which is interesting. We've um, They're <laughs> bypassing the banks altogether, uh, wow. which is interesting. There's some good things about it. There's some there's some um, things that you need to do. Uh, I think one of the great things that we do here is that we're not tied to traditional bank financing. So if our client gets financing any other way, we're looking at all avenues. We've um, we've taken uh, – I've looked at um, financial statements and discovered assets that we could utilize to, to get lending sure. uh, form outside the bank um, that made more sense for them because uh, we don't really – we don't care how they get the capital as long as it's good for them. And um, which is good for the state because which is you're good for the state. <laughs> Money is going to local entrepreneurs, business yeah. owners, and it's getting spent back into yeah. the state. Yeah. We we had a lady that she wanted to open up a she had been working with the bank for eighteen months on an SBA loan. And she got so frustrated. And um, someone referred her to me. I can't remember how she came to me. Um, I got a hold of her business plan and within five minutes knew it was ineligible. Um, she uh, wanted to open up an all-women's gym. And that's that's unacceptable under SBA standards. Okay. And um, unfortunately, <laughs> she was already in motion. 
And so finding a bank to to finish out a project is going to be impossible. Um, and uh, they don't like that. Um, they don't know where you're at. And uh, we were able to utilize some assets uh, that they had. We lowered a personal mortgage for them, did a cash out. Sure. Um, she got a great rate on it and got her business that she's doing fantastic and was still able to keep her concept. Right. Which was really important to her. That was her whole business model. And uh, the, I think that's a really good example of there's no way she should have spent 18 months dealing with this bank mm. or other banks too because it was an SBA loan. And sure. um, a typical SBA loan should be anywhere from 30 to 90 days, not <laughs> not a year. It was just a perfect example of – To be not, told she's not eligible. Yeah, and I had it in five Somebody minutes. Somebody could have told her that on the front end, maybe. They didn't know. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. Okay. They yeah. didn't know. That's right. Yeah, they didn't know. Um, the bank that they were dealing with, I knew. I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> oh, right, right. I went through it, and yeah, I was like, you're going to have to do something different. We're going to have to figure out something. So so on that subject, you've, you've mentioned a few examples um, in this time and in 2024. Uh, what do you think are really smart? industries to break in or what types of businesses are you you kind of i guess right now seeing success with now and what do you think is going to be important in 2024 oh oh good question there um well we're seeing senior uh anything to do with senior health care um that the population's um aging it's not going anywhere either it right. continues to grow life expectancy is um but on that side there's a lot of competition out there too right. um i would suggest if you're going to go that route franchises or i think provide a lot of uh, really good um data there it gives you name recognition i think that's going to be an area that continues um i think we're going to see a little bit of a resurgent in retail okay which um like local retail local shops. i think yeah you know um i think um people you know online's great right <laughs> you know yep. but um i don't know about you but when i order some clothing line on you know online it never seems to fit right you know well they put their sizing charts up there and so i've gotten to where like i'll, I'll tell my wife hey babe get the get the measuring <laughs> tape okay, i want to see you know i want to make sure this fits right but it's so much better to just walk into a local place, yeah. try something on. You yeah. Know? I yeah. think the so local retail, yeah. You know, I, I think there's a little bit of my, the, my daughter, she's 20 and she, she does um, shop online, but she loves local. All her friends love, they love going into the store, trying things on. So I think you might see a little bit of a resurgent there with that, with right. that age group. Uh, of course, tech, you know. Right. Anything to do with um, technology advances. Unfortunately, they're not the most bankable, though. That's because they don't have collateral. So that's, right, right. you know, banks like tangible assets that they can well, get their, their hands on. Well, that's their backup plan, right? If that you can't is their pay, backup we're gonna, plan. We're going to take that. Yeah. Um, what about this whole thing that's been coming out? So I'm not going to name the influencers because they don't pay me to drop <laughs> their names as much as I would. But there right. are folks that have been talking about you know, buy a property management company, buy a car wash, buy a laundromat, start a laundromat, like these things that were considered like, you know, dirty businesses or not, not like dirty, but just because they were like very hands-on and 
you mm. know, um, they, they have high equipment costs and things like that. Do you, can you think of anything like for the divergent thinkers out there, like a direction maybe that, that might work out because <laughs> some ideas are so crazy. It's like, you just can't, we got to, yeah, I don't know, but there's a car wash on every corner now, right? They're all <laughs> subscription based too. They're all subscription based. Um, they, they do make good money. I will say that there's a reason why they're popping up everywhere, but right. I think it, it may be a little saturated. Right. Right. I mean, you know, they're literally, they're getting as worse as banks, right? Right. <laughs> like everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, those, um, I can't really think of anything in particular, um, but uh, I, I don't know. Laundry mats. I don't, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Honestly, um, that's a hard question for me. I don't. No, um, that's okay. And going back to the, I think you had a question about the SBDC and being able to replicate that nationwide. Yeah, that's that was just going to switch gears there. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's interesting to do what we do. Um, so about two years ago, I actually added someone in Western Kansas. He's a former bank president, for goodness sakes, um, retired. You know, he got bored, wants to help people. <laughs> And uh, so it's really hard to do because you got um, – because everybody – a lot of states want to do this. I've had a lot of people want to do it. We were, we've were we been recognized nationally for what we're doing. And they want to recreate this particular thing. But it's difficult because you have to find a banker who's willing to kind of ready to step back a little um, from a financial standpoint as well, um, and have the right amount of experience. That there's a lot of bankers out there we like a lot, and maybe they would take it, but they don't quite have the experience level. Yeah, because um, their learning curve is going to be a lot. It's a long time. Longer. Yeah, yeah you just um, and, and a lot of the bankers today, the lenders are not actually bankers; they're salespeople, um, mm-hmm. and so they're just shuffling paper. That's another thing you have to kind of look for. So, um, a lot of times they're they're like, "Oh yeah, I'll do this loan." Yeah, you know, but they're they're checking tick marks on their activity sheets, and they don't know if the loan's going to get done or not. Right. And um, so the the small business owners um, or any place that's wanting to replicate it, it really has to find those individuals who are ready to step back a little bit, want to give back from a financial standpoint as well and have that experience. And right. so that's, I think that's because the model can be replicated. It's just finding the people that do it. And I think that's the biggest challenge. Do you guys think you're at a point where now or in the near future, especially since you're at uh, the Johnson County community college that you might start some sort of, um, way to train or, or harness all your learnings, right? Because I know you've had to prototype a lot of this. Yeah. Going, but you've funded how many million in yeah. SBA? <laughs> We've done um, in three years. We're really proud of this, by the way. So since we started three years ago um, – We've uh, funded over $80 million for small businesses here in Kansas. And that is just our department so that we've been involved with. So the small business centers, they don't always pull us in on every deal. Sure, sure. Um, which, I, you know, sometimes we don't have enough bandwidth or Absolutely. maybe it's a little bit easier where our advisors and directors can, can handle it. But $80 million is what you know. Yeah, $80 million it's is probably more. Yeah, it, it actually – I know it's more. Um, I can't remember the stats for our Kansas SBDC. 
uh, in particular, but um, the SBDC network nationwide really pumps out. It's impressive what they do. Um, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, and then – so it, it's just incredible to, to see that part. And I'd really like to give a shout-out to Johnson County Community College because um, – We will link them in the show notes Yeah, because um, they're – you know, they didn't – were non-revenue producing. So um, when you think about their commitment and – to working statewide as well. So they still allow me to work with clients in Dodge City, Kansas and liberal Kansas and those kind of places. And they don't have to do that, but they see the greater good of what's happening in Kansas. And so they, they, taken on my contract uh, to keep us going and uh, because there was a time where we didn't know if we were going to get funding or not and I I will tell you our local representatives they've been absolutely fantastic and supportive of what we're doing Uh, uh, Dr. Marshall and Sharice Davids have been terrific Uh, they love what we're doing and they see you know I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat you can see the I was just thinking that because, yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter. It like, doesn't. You, you know, <laughs> yeah. these folks are supporting this. Yeah. So um, shout out to them. So I know, too, that uh, with Johnson County Community College, and, and I haven't started any classes there yet, but, I mean, that's the go-to. You know, I worked for some of the biggest mm-hmm. companies in this area, and whenever there was a training need with somebody on the team or maybe somebody that I managed, it was like, you know, at Johnson County Community College probably has a course for that. Yeah. You know, whether it's Excel or it's it's some program or, you know, a skill uh, that somebody needs to develop. I mean, just a, a huge resource. Um, yeah. I feel like, too, like it's funny. I'm just going to say it. It's coming kind of coming full circle. But when my wife and I, you know, thought about relocating to Kansas, you know, we – we knew it was around 2015, right? So the okay. Royals, that was the year the Royals oh. won the World Series. That's a great year. <laughs> and just seeing that the industry that's happening here, you know, obviously the sports teams are do- doing well. There's been some major players that have come to Kansas to set up, you know, major manufacturing operations. And, you know, that makes it great for us. And I've been thinking about it along this time and then it came full circle this year but like how's the small business community doing you know and knowing that you guys are on the tip of the spear with that yeah so it's amazing yeah you know it's a lot of fun i i love what i do it's like i've always enjoyed being a banker it's been a great career um but this has been the most rewarding uh thing I've ever done. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's been so great. Um, and it's kind of fun too. Cause I get to check the bankers. <laughs> so. Like check them like a hockey check. Oh yeah. There's they'll, they'll try to, and they're, don't get me wrong. They're all right. By and like, they all are good, but sometimes they have to do what's best for the bank. Right. And uh, that's not always something that's always best for our client. Right. And so what their policies are aren't always what's in the best interest of our clients. And so we're on the back end looking out for them. Um, you know, we just had a client that just did a business acquisition and uh, they had five offers. And we had to go through each offer to see what the good, the bad, and the ugly was for wow. our client. Um, and it was a hard decision for them. Because they can't pick multiples. you got to go with one lender. Have right? to go with one lender okay. in most that cases. You know, we, we did have a project early that we actually worked with a local bank. 
And then we had a national bank take them out permanently. So we actually kind of like we had um, it's probably one of my favorite the Haven out in Lewisburg, Kansas um, event center. It's beautiful. You'll love it because it's designed for music as well um, yeah. and events. He's um, audio guy, and um, we actually brought in a local bank to to the construction and. Um, we had uh, National Bank take out the permanent financing, and he was an uh, interesting one because he had bought the land um, and uh, doing an event center, and then COVID hit. <laughs> yeah. Bank backed out. <laughs> he was stuck with all this land trying to find – we knew it was a bankable deal, but we had to find lenders who could see past COVID. That's right. And um, – we got a hold of them and uh, had several offers within a week. Uh, and um, he's he's just absolutely killing it out there. <laughs> it's a gorgeous event center. He's been a huge supporter of us. And um, but yeah, that's an example of where we've worked with local and national banks to get the deal done. We don't care as long as it makes sense for our client. Right. Yeah. Um, what would you say? to somebody who is thinking of starting their own business right now? What would you say is important as they're thinking about building it? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, follow your dreams, right? You know, you never know. Um, You know, some we get so many people that come in all the time. They don't know if it's going to fly or not. And we help guide them through that. But you don't know until you start that process, right? You know? and I think there is some opportunity out there today. You know, I, I loved your counterpoint about, you know, things are tough right now, but that's also opportunities. Yeah, I I mean, and it's hard to think that way. It really it is. is because when people are stressed um, at the level that they are right now, and obviously with me and my own journey, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's hard to think straight when you've got cortisol and adrenaline <laughs> and, you know all the things that happen in life um, to elevate yourself above your circumstances yeah, and to really see um, I Phil's on the other side there. When I asked him the other day, something that he did, uh, he said, ask five people in your life what they have to say about you when you're feeling imposter syndrome, you know, just, I I know it's kind of an aside, but you know, to get people, I feel like that's something that I'm seeing your office helps people with as well. We really do. Yeah, to see if it's a reality or not. Like, is this, I think that, and for some people, especially after they take that business basics in a day, they're like, yeah, that's <laughs> not for me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's people better. walking in there with their battle scars. <laughs> <laughs> but it's better than spending 25000 to find out otherwise, right? You know, yeah. um, I think, you know, um, I, I encourage everyone to to seek it out and see if it's legitimate. And, uh, you know, the one thing that I can say we're, we're, we were very honest about, here's the, here's the obstacles that you're going to run into. Hey, we'll be there to help. You know, right. Um, but this is what the reality is. And, you know, if you're willing to, to put in the work and, the, you know, the time and effort. Um, yeah. I mean, let's let's see if we can do something here. That's right. You know, um, you know, heck. Yeah. I mean, I'm, 
I did my business for 13 years, you know, and decided to, to hang it up and, you know, go into banking for some odd reason. I don't know <laughs> how you go from music to banking. I don't know. But, yeah. uh, you know, um, I, that was some of the best time. But I knew it was coming to an end, you know, and uh, I needed to do something different in my career. But uh, I, I think there's, um, you know, you should seek it out, you know, right. see if it's something – you're passionate about and there's something that'll work for you. Absolutely. So we we really did cover, I mean, everything. We talked about the SBDC, yeah. how you got your start, what you guys do. You gave us real life examples. Yeah. Um, is there anything that we did not cover or something that you wanted to tell folks? I can't really, I think, you know, we talked about, you know, what we do, how we got started on, um, you know, I, I love what we do for our clients. It's, it's just uh, gosh, I wish they would have had that when I was a banker, mm. <laughs> I was thinking, I was like, man, they got it easy now. Uh, right. Uh, they they really do. I was out of function the other night and they're like, man, we've just never seen people come to us so prepared. Like it's amazing what you guys get to do and uh so that that's pretty nice to hear that from the bankers because they you know they're gonna shoot it to you straight and so that's good i i can't really think of anything you know that we haven't talked about um as far as you know the capital center or any of the sbdc stuff or anything like that i think it's um uh you know the I think in life, you know, people, you know, just never know how things are going to work out and life takes you in different directions. And sometimes that passion leads you to business and entrepreneurship. And, you know, you really should look for those, look for those cues. Absolutely. Um, Well, I so appreciate you coming on the show today. It has been a complete honor. And uh, anytime you want to come back, anytime we'll have you. Um, I think... I've been pretty upfront with everybody and, and my listeners about why I'm doing this. Yeah. And I hope that with every episode that we do, there's just more and more of that opportunity for people to realize something new or yeah. something in a new way. So I appreciate well, you, sir. You're doing an incredible job of getting word out. I, Thank I, you, sir. You know, it's, um, it, it, I'm so glad that you contacted us and we yeah. get to, uh, you're obviously a great guy in addition to just doing some great work out there for the community, the small business network. Thank and, you. um, you know, the, these are the kind of things that let people know about the resources out there and, and, you know, the challenges that are out there too. And, you yeah. know, there's people out there that want to help, you know, yeah. You just got to find them. Unfortunately, they're not going to fall into your lap very often. Uh, That's right. You know, we we do hear it uh, so often. We're like, man, we wish we would have met you guys two years ago or, you know, uh, with the SBDC and the Capital Center. It was like um, we hear that so many times. Like, I wish we would have known you guys earlier. (laughs) Yeah. Well, hopefully it it just continues to spread and uh, we'll keep a close pulse on that as well. Yeah, it's been hard to keep up with. I will tell you, (laughs) we continue to to grow. Um, You know, we may even have to look at adding on some people if we can. Um, it, It is tough to find that bankers the yeah. that. so if there's anybody out there that <laughs> 
you know you know who your contact is now team <laughs> contact me you know we're always looking for talent um too you know um yeah because our, our client list is continues or we had our best year ever this year so despite Rates, so good. Uh, you know, rate environment, but more and more and more people are finding out about us. And so um, the referrals coming in have just been nonstop. And I, I, I was shocked this week. You know, usually it's pretty quiet. Um, you know, that's why we set it up at this time. <laughs> right. And I've got three appointments this afternoon, like uh, with potential new clients and, uh, they were all referrals from centers of influence. So, um, yeah, it's definitely out there. So, all right. Well, Hey everybody, I appreciate you listening today. Thanks again, Vince, for coming down. Thank you, Michael. I appreciate it. Thank you guys for listening to Kansas city business cast. Remember, uh, share, spread the word, give us a rating, give us a review. We really appreciate you guys. Thank you.